Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. Welcome to America's Heroes Group, this time with our roundtable and community outreach. Today is Saturday, April 29th, 2023, April Sexual Assault, Minority Health, and Autism Awareness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly, just heard. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have some studio guests in the house today. We have panelists with us. For the first time in a long time we've done this, Sarah Dunlap. U.S. Army veteran, former Dory Miller Post 91.5 member, and America's Host Community Group Outreach Ambassador. How are you doing today? Oh, great, Sean. Thank you so much for inviting us on today. Mm-hmm. It's always an honor. Uh, it's, 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 um, we are certainly indebted to um, the team that has pulled this project together that goes internationally, mm-hmm. and uh, we have benefited from it so greatly, man, and I, I just... I just treasure the work that Ms. Smith has done, the hustle that she's put into this, this, mm-hmm. this concept in making it a reality. Of course, Cliff Kelly, our anchor in so many ways, and you, good brother, as I was just testifying to your goodness, you know how to count, <laughs> and you help us to understand. Tell, say what you said in the lobby, because that is something that people need to hear about counting, what you tell kids about counting. Well... I dig Sean because he knows how to count, and because he knows how to count so well, he helps us to understand the value of one, first of all, starting with us. The better you count, the more you count. The better you count, the less likely you will be counted out. Mm. We have to understand the numbers before we can really play this game of high finance. So many of us understand low finance, and I'm one of them, but you... (laughs) are our bridge to understanding high finance, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. My pleasure, man. I do what I can. I do everything I can to make this community stronger. Yes, and our guest, the colonel. Yes. I'm so pleased to be sitting beside a colonel, a live bird, a full bird. That's right. Sandra Webb Booker, retired colonel, combat support, civil affairs, 66 Hotel, means she was with a nurse. A member of the National Women's Veterans United, NWVU, and she is with us today. We're going to talk about some things that we started talking about long ago when you first came on our show, Sal. And that is the Medal of Honor for Dory Miller. And then we're also going to get into the Rush Home Program, which is really important. Now, there's some other stuff I want to ask you to after that. But first, let's get into where we left off about what's going on with the Medal of Honor for Dory Miller. That's part of the post that you served in, 915. That was important. And that was what that, that post was actually named after, the Dory Miller Post 915. That post was trying to get the Medal of Honor for an African-American who violently served in the Navy but never was considered, received other awards, but at that time did not get considered for the Medal of Honor. He, he even has a movie and several TV shows 
and multiple mentions in TV shows in Hollywood, cinema, history, books, but no Medal of Honor. That is the, I don't know if dilemma would be the correct word to describe this. I, I think it goes deeper than being a dilemma. Uh, it's, a, it's an embarrassment, I think, for all you know, military service people to be witness to this type of, a, of an atrocity. That's one of the reasons why, the reason why we have the colonel with us today. I would defer to her to provide you with that background and for where you, I can contribute to her statement. I will certainly pitch in. Ma'am, can you tell us more about this? What's going on with now with this, with this, uh, this uh, effort to get him the recognition he deserves? Well, initially, he did have um, a frigate named after him, but um, that frigate was decommissioned. Mm -hmm. So consequently... And talk a little bit closer to the mic so we can, um, so okay. the audience can hear a little bit better. Is that better? That's a lot better, much okay. better. So we're going to push this a little bit further. There we go. And so that frigate got deactivated, and... From that point up until now, the um, current status is that there will be another vessel named after him, and that w is to occur sometime like in 2032, something mm. of that sort. And that will be um, the type of vessel that... Uh, is commissioned under Gerald Ford. Okay. So what's happening right now is that there's nothing in existence right now with the name Dory Miller. Hmm. Nothing whatsoever. And it is a travesty because of what he did, sacrificed his life, and um, there is nothing presently in existence to honor the fact that if it had not been for him on that vessel saving um, over uh, greater than a hundred plus soldiers and sailors, I mean, sailors, shall I say, on mm -hmm. that vessel, then what would have happened is that the Japanese probably could have just totally taken over everything. Mm -hmm. He shot down several planes. So give us a story about Dory Miller. He was a cook because African Americans at the beginning of the war could not serve in military combat roles. We couldn't hold rifles and learn how to operate guns or artillery or fly planes. You know, but later on, that became a reality because we showed our courage and showed what we were, what we were capable of doing. This cook did what on the day of Pearl Harbor, no less? On the day of Pearl Harbor, he was told that he needed to come up to the deck and he needed to help um, Lieutenant, uh, I can't think of his name right now, Mervyn. Mm -hmm. He needed to help him because he had been shot in mm -hmm. his abdomen, it appeared had started to eviscerate. He was having some trouble there, mm. and he was bleeding. So, therefore, he could give, his commanding officer could give the commands, but 
Dory's attention was needed in order to orchestrate this, mm. okay? And that's exactly what he did. That He had never received any skills in firing a fifty caliber. But I thought what was interesting is that prior to his coming to Pearl Harbor, he had served on another vessel called the Pyro. And on that vessel, he actually witnessed people using these ballistic missiles and, and things uh, to tackle down or to bring down planes and, and uh, you know, uh, various flying objects. And I felt that because he had witnessed this, that he indeed had gained or learned from what he witnessed, and he applied it. And he continued to shoot down these missiles coming in from the Japanese bombers overhead. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is that only a little bit over a hundred people lost their lives, mm -hmm. but the masses of people, greater than three hundred, did not. They were saved. Their lives were savaged and everything. And that is the beauty of it. Is because he had no training, mm -hmm. but yet he knew what to do, and he did it forcefully. Also, he had the body build and the structure. He had the build to be able to handle that heavy equipment mm -hmm. and use it skillfully as though he had maybe handled it before or witnessed other people his size doing it. So he knew exactly what positions to take in order to bring that, uh, that, uh, those Japanese ammunition. Uh, those kamikaze planes and all the yeah. Japanese exactly. bombers down. Exactly. And, he was a, and the thing was, he was a cook. He was trained as a cook, not yes. as a gunnery personnel. That's so correct. So he was able to come out of the, out of the basic, basically the basement of the ship. Mm. The, 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 the hull of the ship down in the basement came up, saw his commanding officer bleeding to death, took command to go and man a fifty caliber, caliber rifle machine gun and took down, some people say three, some people say six, but arguably probably shot down more planes himself than any other person that day. He did. Number two, where were the other sailors? Why weren't they at that sta at their station doing doing what he had to do as a cook? Well, what I understand is that he was told mm. to be there with his commanding officer to support him because the commanding officer's officer was needed in order to give the directions to everybody on board the ship mm -hmm. as to what he needed them to do. Wow. Okay. And so when it came to the part about taking this weapon, he took it uh, according to what is said, and he skillfully mm -hmm. positioned himself and took down those various Japanese aircraft. Mm -hmm. uh, with no pain, it, it sounded like. He just easily did it. That's why I felt that because of his prior experience on the pyro, uh, that he was able to do so because he had witnessed others. And there's things that you learn vicariously just by looking at other people, watching their moves, their stance. And I felt like he had gained some of that. And then with his body build and his structure, he had the power 
to bring those things down and to handle that heavy equipment. Mm. And I, I remember in the in the uh, in basic training, I shot a sixty caliber machine gun, and that's a sixty caliber machine gun. We're not where he's talking about it. We're talking about a fifty cal aircraft carrier gun. That exactly. sixty cal, which is much lighter than that fifty cal, is hard to learn. It's not easy to learn. That's that's something that takes time to try to control the recoil, to try to make sure you're on target. And back then, I don't even know if they had tracers that you could use to try to hit your target. I doubt it. So yeah. that, that's amazing. Yes, it was. Uh, and on your first and and on the, the your first try to get up there and be on pressure, you're shooting for your life. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, son, if I may, I, I want to make sure that we clarify that uh, Dory was not. Mr. Miller's real name. Right, yeah. No. Right. It's really mm-hmm. Doris. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the Pittsburgh carrier, courier of, uh, uh, of Pittsburgh, the uh, uh, is the one who saw it and thought that it was a misprint. Mm-hmm. And they started calling him Dory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also the heavyweight champion, boxing champion, mm. which was a result of his size, skill, and agility, which further added to his ability to be so mobile. Mm-hmm. And active on that day in, in, in lifting people. Now the person, the first person that he picked up when he went on on deck was the the captain of the ship. Actually, okay, moved him to a safer location. He died, mm. but still he got the Congressional Medal of Order. He didn't do anything but get wounded. Right, and that's that's the thing. A lot of people. I think there was more than one, wasn't there, on that ship that got the the Medal of Honor? I might have been, okay. but I but knew he, for he certain. got a Medal of Honor for dying on the ship. Yes, yes. he did. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. And I want to correct myself too because what happened it was only 106 people that died. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, only 106 out of 1541 crewmen that were wow. on that ship. So, say those so that's outstanding. Yes. Outstanding. Yes, it was. Now, so I th- hopefully this effort because it's been a it's been a campaign for decades to get this man the medal of honor. Hopefully, this effort to to recommission a ship under his name, which he rightfully deserves, will get that conversation going again. And it is going to be an aircraft carrier, you know, a wow. large, a large, uh, you know, vessel. Uh, as you mentioned, this started back in the forties with the uh, the Dig Brothers out of Detroit, and it has gone on and on and on with more folk getting involved with trying to get this done. We have people, um, uh, a former congressman out of out of New York. Um, DiGiannano, and I know I'm butchering his name, but he was a friend of Mickey Leland. Mm. They pursued getting the first Congressional Medal of, of Honor for a, uh, a black veteran from World War One, and he has been successful in pursuing uh, that same cause for other black veterans, and this is going to be, he said, his last effort to really push for this. Uh, we did have uh, Congressional Representative Bernice Johnson who was a vanguard for this effort, but she has retired, and I haven't been able to. Eddie Bernice. Yes, right, out of Dallas. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is from Waco, Texas, which is where Dory Dory Miller was from. Mm -hmm. And um, we are trying to get more involved with the pursuit of this. We didn't get the recognition we thought was going to come while Obama was there, you know, we're still scratching every damn where yeah. as to why he didn't move on that. But bottom line is that the fight goes on. We understand what needs to be done. And it's um, it's people 
you know, such as Colonel Booker, that's going to help us sustain our our uh, forward thrust in this direction. Well, what I wanted to share is the type of carrier. Before you know what, we're running out of time. Let's move on. I want to get to this one thing okay. before we um, this before we get out of time. Rush Home Program. What is that all about? It's a uh, it's a PSD program. Okay. I uh, I signed up for it about three years ago. It it is uh, it is a more progressive, aggressive means of addressing PTSD. Mm-hmm. It, it is something that I had been asking for mm-hmm. over at Jesse Brown, which I feel the group therapy session that I was going through was just clown sessions. People talking about what took place. Hell, we know what took place. Mm-hmm. My question was always, "What are you doing now?" Right. You know, we survived. We're here. We know what they did to us how we've been treated. What are you doing now? And I went to the director of Jesse Brown. And he, the, you all have had the director on, you know, mm-hmm. many times. And it was the, um, the result of me wanting something more positive that was going to add to me understanding my efforts right now to do something with whatever amount of time that I have left. Discovered this program over at, at uh, 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 Rush. Rush. Mm-hmm. They got $40 million Wow! For, from the Road Home Program. That's $40 million. Wow. That's and they're refusing to utilize this, this program that goes around the country. Only one like it. They're mm. refusing to come to you all and use you as a conduit to get the message out to explain what services are available. Now, I have challenged them and told them, look, if you don't change this, I'm going to bring some veterans over here, and, and I'm going to pick at your ass. And I ain't playing. If if I can't get nobody to go, I'll go by myself to dramatize the this, this just this ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a very ignoble act on their part to be doing something like this. I think it's arrogant. It's racist. Mm-hmm. And I'm, through the grace of God, my understanding of what God is all about, mm. I'm going to try to do something about it. I want to thank you for this time for allowing me to share this. And I want to also add, I like it. Mm-hmm. The My therapist has got me writing, coming in. That's a mm-hmm. part of my therapy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, He's got me writing, bringing stuff into him, making me explain to him what I did since the last time where I promised I was going to have some things done. That's what so many of, of, of the veterans need right now. So you're expressing yourself and your feelings. Absolutely. Okay, you're Absolutely. not keeping them bottled up. Absolutely. And not bottled up. Yes. I mean. Uh, what would you say to veterans out there, particularly African-American veterans, that are bottling their, their emotions and things up? Because I've noticed that particularly as veterans get older, that the, the weight of their experiences, the trauma, the PTSD, seems to have a bigger toll on them. More anxiety is associated with more anxiety, more anger buildup. Yeah. You got to have a release. You got to have an outlet in order not to allow that stuff to just build up and take control over you. Yes. You must take control over it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And, and this is coming from a medical profession. <laughs> it's, yes, absolutely. That's why she's here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's important for the veterans you know, to seek out help attend some of the workshops that are available to us. I encourage you to pursue this effort over at Rush. I like it. You know, the young brother who is is working with me, I mean, he's half my age. <laughs> and in our first session, 
We had this long conversation about him being qualified to counsel me, and he understood. But the exchange has been great. Hmm. I see we got a, a finger waving running, in the other room. We're running out of time, so I got to. I got to. We got to continue this conversation. Wanted to get more involved, more questions of, uh, about your community involvement, Cell, uh, because. I know you've done a lot, particularly with trying to get Chicago cleaned up. You've done a lot of work with that. We want to talk about that next time you come back on our show. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for coming in. Thanks for being my first live guest since Cliff Kelly was here. I did an interview with him years ago. Sandra Will Booker, retired colonel, combat uh, support, civil affairs, 66 Hotel nurse, member of National Women's Veterans United, and, of course, U.S. Army veteran and former Dory Miller Post 915 member, America's Heroes Group Ambassador, Sel Dunlap, thank you for your time. Thank you for all your words. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.